720 WGN. It seems to be, um, you know, common sense that if two people are creating a baby, two people should financially be responsible for that baby. But as you know, that doesn't always happen. Well, there's a bill that is being presented, and the champion behind that bill is State Representative Margaret Croak. And Margaret, this would put the financial burden on both parents, correct? Hi, Jackie. Yes, it would. So it would require that the um, pregnant person and the other intended parent in the pregnancy would um, basically split at a minimum 50-50 of the pregnancy expenses. And that's whether you have insurance or you don't have insurance. And and that's a key, exactly. too, because often somebody goes, well, you have the insurance, you pay for it. But there's always out-of-pocket costs. Oh, there's always out-of-pocket costs. I just had my second um, child, and I think I paid about maybe $4,000-plus in out-of-pocket medical expenses, and I have insurance, you know, from the state. So that's, that's some pretty serious financial burden put upon a pregnant person. So it's House Bill 2477, and it allows an action seeking the payment of pregnancy expenses to be brought during or after the pregnancy. Now, of course, mm-hmm. and many times this is going to present an issue because people will say, well, that's not my baby. For sure. And if paternity is disputed at any point, the responding party does not need to be required to pay. Um, but we all know, I mean, the child support system has been long running in the state of Illinois, how we can um, resolve those issues. It's also, it could be an intended parent. So um, for this particular situation, it could be um, you could have a lesbian couple or you could have a situation where someone has very much communicated that they want to be the parent of a child. Um, and then you could, you could bring an action against them um, and the court could then uh, decide that. Because many times people use IVF, so it might not be perhaps the biological father, but it would be the person who said, let's do this. Of course. And in no way, shape or form, does this apply to, you know, a surrogacy situation or a donor agreement that, you know, there are contracts in place to deal with that. That that individual would not be held uh, responsible for the pregnancy expenses. This is Illinois State Rep. Margaret Croak. She's a Democrat from the 11th or the 12th, the 12th District. And uh, the House Bill 2477 would require pregnancy-related costs to be split 50-50. Is there anything like this on the books now prior to the baby being born and then someone having financial responsibility? Yeah, so currently in the Illinois Parentage Act, um, it says that a, um, a a mother, in this case a pregnant person, uh, could get reasonable expenses um, as it pertains to pregnancy and delivery. But I think it's really important that as soon as someone you know is pregnant, that they are able to make a claim for that um, financial support. Um, I've just seen so many situations in which claims are made later. Um, child support may only be retroactive to the point of that individual making the claim. So the ability to do this as early as possible is is important to me. And, and we've just seen throughout history, honestly, how how women bear the financial burden of of pregnancy of of children. And I'm trying to do whatever I possibly can to make it so, you know, women have equal footing um, economically and mothers have um, equal footing as as fathers and as of men in this state. 
So many people are texting in and many are asking why the language is a pregnant person and not a mother. Yeah, I mean, so a pre- because a person who is pregnant may not necessarily identify as as female. So for us, it's just important that language be um, all inclusive. But it does; it, it's a pregnant person, right? So it is someone who is biologically able to carry a pregnancy. But you know, we're a very inclusive state in Illinois, and I thought it was important to have inclusive language. I appreciate that, and a lot of questions about the abortion part of this bill, meaning that the person who impregnates you impregnates you would also be required to pay for 50% of the abortion. Is there any law in the books that says if you intend to have an abortion, you have to notify that person? Um, so, I mean, notification would obviously be that you filed a claim, but no, this, we're a pro-choice state. Pregnancy expenses includes abortion in a pro-choice state. Um, so there was no, I had no intention of, of excluding abortion costs. Um, it takes two people to, to uh, conceive a child. Um, and if a woman decides that she wants to terminate that pregnancy, um, she also shouldn't necessarily be strapped with the financial burden of that. Um, of course, like I said before, if paternity is disputed, um, the other party, the responding party, does not have a requirement to pay that. Um, I also want to say, you know, while we don't exclude abortion, this really is for, I, I see this playing out in the court system much more when it comes to um, a woman who has decided to, to have a child and go through the, the pregnancy um, and the expenses that go with the pregnancy, because those are, such, those are much more significant than necessarily the cost of, of, of abortion services. Um, and also, there are, unfortunately, there are situations in which um, we have to, a woman has to, a woman a pregnant person has to have an abortion later in their pregnancy, and that comes with a whole host of medical expenses, um, potentially to save her own life. Uh, so you know, and she should not be, bear the the burden of that um, alone either. And then, how will it be enforced? Would the pregnant person have to go to civil court? Same way, yes. Yeah, so it, it would it would be the same situation as um, a pregnant person, or a pregnant person, or a mother, or a you know a parent trying to um, make claims for child support. So same process. They would make a claim in court. Um, this just allows them to make that claim while they actually are pregnant and start that process much earlier. This is Illinois State Rep. Margaret Croak on House Bill 2477. Before I let you go, we've got about a minute. You're also trying to expand the definition of bullying. Can you tell me about that, Bill? Yes. Yeah, so we are we are expanding the definition of bullying. This is specifically for cyberbullying cases. Um, the big thing there is making it so a school, whether it's private, um, public, uh, parochial, they have to notify all the parents involved in a situation where a minor is being um, where a minor is being bullied. Unfortunately, I have situations in my district in which we've had young people commit suicide um, because of cyberbullying, and I think parental notification in this case is is very important uh, so we can potentially stop this from happening. And, and right now, um, young people, teens, uh, the second leading cause of death is suicide. Um, so I'm trying to figure out as a mom um, how we can curb uh, what I see as being essentially an epidemic uh, for our children um, when it comes to social media, how they interact, and, and what we can be doing. Yeah, you know, I think about that all the time because as a public person, I'm telling you what, the trolls take after you. 
And I can't mm-hmm. imagine what it's like when you're 12 or 13 and you get hit repetitively online. I don't know how you manage that. So thank you for expanding that definition and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. That is Illinois State Rep. Margaret Croak. Steve has your news coming up next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.